So Kendall, thank goodness I am back on my reading flow. I was in a rut for what felt like forever. There's- I feel like it's so funny because a rut to you is still <laughs> running circles around any normal person. <laughs> I ha- I will admit that like I I tend to read probably more than the average Joe, but there's something about summer that one would think you pick up more beach reads, you pick up more stuff to read. You you might be on vacation, you have a plane. I am like stunted in summer, but the second there's a whisper of fall, I'm back in it, baby. So I'm pumped You're about like, that. I've, I've got my coffee. I'm Mm -hmm. snuggled. Well, it's even like fall, (laughs) fall for us. I know you really like reading outside too. Mm -hmm. And summer's too hot to read outside. So you really like sitting outside on your porch or, you know, I know you guys just went on vacation or whatever for your anniversary, like just being able to have good weather to read in, I feel like changes the game. And I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I can remember some of my favorite books. I can remember where I was when I turned the last oh, page. Oh, yeah. Ugh. It's so crazy. That just gave me like a pang in my heart. I, the books that just really moved me, I can remember. For example, have you ever read um, anything by Frederick Bachman? Let me see if I'm saying that right. Yeah, I don't know. One of his most famous is A Man Called Ove, and it's a very oh, sweet I've book. I've heard of that. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a great writer. You really jump right in. Um, but I finished that probably like six months ago. It's a tearjerker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was in the Starbucks, like crying as I turned the last page. <laughs> so Isn't good. it funny too? It's almost like, so I listen to audiobooks a lot. And I'll remember where I was like during certain parts of stories. Like if I happen to be, you know, I'm listening to it in the car or, you know, whatever. And certain parts of the books that really resonated with me, I'll drive past later on and be like, oh my gosh, that's when yeah. she got a divorce from Bobby. Yeah. See, you, <laughs> the girls that get it, get it. You get it. Uh, so, okay. So what have you been reading lately? That's been okay. on the docket. So I really like celebrity memoirs and those I yes. like to read in the author's voice. I oscillate between a physical book and an audiobook. It just depends. Uh, currently I've only read nonfiction as audio. Uh, and okay. then I, fiction I read in the physical format, but uh, a book that I really found so good. It is Viola Davis's book called finding me. And trigger warning she had a very abusive uh traumatic childhood uh so it just really cat like she really does a good job of talking about what she went through and all of the adversities that she faced um but also being just like reverent to theater and art mm. and it just it was beautifully written um I when did it come out I think it do you know it, if she wrote it herself or it was a ghostwriter? Or what? I'd assume it know? was her. I would assume it was a team, but I, uh, I just found it really, really fascinating. She it's, it's something for everyone in that book. You don't even have to be a theater kid. I mean, I am a retired theater kid and it is heavy on the theater in the middle part of it, but then she gets into her acting career. Uh, and there's a decent amount on how she was brought up and it is just wild. Uh, I feel like this book is flying under the radar. If you guys are good reads people, it's got a 4.6, which is hard to do. Oh, so whoa. Yeah. So it is really good. It's called finding me by 
Viola Davis. And I just didn't know much about her. Oh, I'm looking at the cover now at Oprah's book club, 2022. So Oprah's a fan. Uh, actually she meets Oprah in the book. She talks about that. So that's cool. Anyway, I found it really, really fascinating. It read quick. Um, it was, oh, and this is a reveal, but not really. Uh, she manifested her husband in a very cool Oh my gosh, I way. remember you telling me about this. Okay, share, yes. share with the crew. So she talks about in college, she just didn't really ever find her footing in dating. And she was really just focused on school, focused. She's very smart, focused on her art, all of that. And so she felt almost like a late bloomer to the game. So when, by the time she was ready, uh, she also talks deeply about how she went to therapy to find herself before she could like open herself up to dating. Uh, So anyways, once she was ready, she talked a lot about what she was looking for in a husband. She was like, you know, aesthetic wise, she was like black, tall, uh, retired athlete. But then she was just very specific. She was like somebody that already had kids um, and was divorced. Somebody that uh, grew up in the South because she wanted somebody with like Southern manners, all this stuff. She wrote everything down and her husband, who she's still married to now is it, it, he checked all the boxes on her list. And didn't Um, she meet him like on set or at work or something like something random? Yeah, she did. And I'm going to look up his name. Uh, I want to say Julius, but I might be wrong. Yeah, Julius. So she's been with him since 03, um, which I feel like is long in Hollywood years. And it was just really cool the way she talks about her love for him and the way they got started. And I thought that that was a cool little woo-woo part. The rest of the book doesn't have anything to do with like manifestation or anything, but I just had to shout it out since here we are. I love that. I also feel like celebrity, you know how you're like, that's a lot for celebrity years. I feel like celebrity marriage years are like uh, cat years. Yeah. You know, it's like one year in a cat's life is seven or yeah. a dog year, whatever it is. Like, I feel like that is a celebrity. Like if you've been married for two years as a celebrity, it's 14. Yeah. For a normal so hoi polloi person. Exactly. So she, yeah, it was a great book. Finding me is what it's called. Um, if you can get your hands on it, I loved listening to it. She reads the book, the audio book. So I loved listening to it on audio. Uh, so yeah, that one is a, a main pick for me that I just finished. Okay. Um, okay. So one that I've been loving, and this is talk about flying under the radar. Uh, cause I even told Angela about this book and she was like, this is very rogue. Like mm-hmm. this is not, you know, on a bestseller list, like whatever, but, um, it's called women, food and God. It's by Janine Roth. Anyways. Okay. So good. So beautifully written. Um, and actually a friend suggested, she may have even given me this physical copy. Like I probably got this like eight years ago and it's been sitting on my shelf, which is kind of rare. Like usually if somebody gives me a book or, or recommends a book and I actually purchase it, I read it, you know, relatively soon. So the fact that this just kind of sat on my shelf And the other day I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to pick this up and read it. And it blew my mind. Like I was just sitting in a bubble bath, reading this, soaking it all up. But um, essentially it's this woman who since the seventies has been running these retreats um, to help women connect how they eat and what they consume to uh, their spirituality and kind of helping them see 
how, how they view God is like what they have on their plate, which is kind of an abstract thought, but I loved the wedding of spirituality into this very real social thing of eating and how we eat and how much, you know, so she has people in her retreats that eat too little or eat too much or eat, you know, compulsively or hide it or like just all these, all these different things that different women deal with, with food, which I feel like is the majority of women have some type of thing with food. And so anyway, she has all of these different stories of these retreats, but then talks about how everything that we do with food, um, it, you know, when it's, when it's out of balance is this craving for something deeper for spirituality. And I want to read one of these little parts. I have two little like excerpts to read that I thought were really nice, but um, so it says the first one is she's quoting, um, Courtney E. Martin from the Christian scientist monitor, which I will say when I'm, I'm going to read this, she is non-denominational in this, just more of this idea of God and spirituality as whatever that means to you. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> but the quote is overlay our death of spiritual exploration with our excess in training in ambition. And you have a generation of godless girls raised largely with a fundamental sense of divinity. In fact, our worth in the world has always been tied to our looks, not the amazing miracle of mere existence. So she continues to write, this is herself now, but women turn to food when they are not hungry because they are hungry for something that they can't name a connection to what is beyond the concerns of daily life, something deathless, something sacred, but replacing the hunger for divine connection with double stuffed Oreos is like giving a glass of sand to a person dying of thirst. It creates more thirst, more panic. Combine the utter efficiency of dieting, dieting with a lack of spiritual awareness and we have a generation of mad, ravenous, self-loathing women. We have become so obsessed with getting rid of our obsession with riding on top of our suffering and ignoring its inherent message that we lose the pieces of ourselves waiting to be found beneath it. But fixing ourselves is not the same as being ourselves. The real richness of obsession lies in the ineffable stillness, the irrefutable wholeness that is found in turning towards its source. Jeez. Uh, right. Okay. So the whole book is just like, it, she's taking real life stories, you know, from these women or, and it's, it's so beautiful watching how personal they are, where you can kind of see a little bit of your own thinking or your own story in each one, no matter kind of where they're coming from. And, um, and then here's another one that I just like love. She's talking about God. And it says, I believe in love and beauty. I believe that every single person has something that they find beautiful and that they truly love. The smell of their child's hair, the silence of a forest, their lover's crooked grin, their country, their religion, their family. And I believe that if you follow this love all the way to its end, if you start with the thing you find most beautiful and trace its perfume back to its essence, you will perceive an intangible presence a swath of stillness that allows the thing you love to be visible, like the openness of the sky reveals the presence of the moon. I don't believe in the God that most people believe, it, that most people call God, 
but I do know that the only definition of God that makes any sense to me is one that uses this human life and its suffering, the very things we believe we need to hide or fix as the path to the heart of love itself, which is why the relationship with food is a perfect doorway. Dang. I really like this topic because I think there's so many nutrition books that feel very one-sided or coming from a place that maybe isn't for everyone. And then Mm -hmm. the other side of that is then there's books on spirituality that doesn't maybe, uh, fit the masses. So this feels like a very like beautiful merriment of the two. I picked it up yes, and I'm excited yeah. to get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. I told Angela about it. I was like, I really think that you should read this because it's just so beautifully written too. And and like I said, anyone could find themselves in these stories. And so um she was like actually my library has it right now. So she went over there and got yeah, it. Yeah, you but- were you were on the phone with me when I was like, okay, I'm going. Not that I have nine books out already right now. I it's fine. Uh, <laughs> yes, I buy it off more than I can chew, but I did pick that up and I'm excited. If uh we might, if you guys are interested, let us know. But we might do a dedicated episode to spirituality and food because I've talked pretty openly about this and then Kendall has a nutritionist background, but I really do think that food is that deep and that isn't discovered mm-hmm. in most women. And when I'm, I'm, when I'm personally around anybody that has a very like healthy and balanced and happy relationship with food, it's very rare. And I love, I love it. And I'm, and I get in- inspiration from it. Um, but I'm still finding my footing there. And so I think that a lot of us are just wanting to have a very peaceful and joyful relationship with food and feel like there's a lot of daggers coming at us in every direction on where we can go. And so this feels like a very safe exploration. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not, uh, from the point of view of fixing. Yeah. And I love that. Like, Like, this isn't something to be fixed. This is something to like lean in towards and understand what it's saying so we can have a conversation with it and have a conversation with God. And, you know, anyway, it's just really beautiful. So would suggest that. So, okay. What's your next one? Well, I really wanted to quickly say that part of that quote you put about fixing yourself, isn't finding yourself that like gutted me (laughs) because I think (laughs) that can apply to a lot of things, not just your relationship with food, but I think, uh, Ken and I also talk about spiritual entertainment and this idea of just getting readings from different intuitives or, you know, playing with your tarot cards or getting crystals or, you know, whatever, whatever serves you. Um, I love to explore all of those things, but, um, something that's been on my mind lately is this idea of like making sure I'm still like feeling whole on my own and not feeling like I need all these crutches to find myself. And Mm -hmm. we're all looking, you know, we're all looking, we're all, I don't think I'll ever be there quote unquote, you know? Uh, but I just am trying to find my pulse in the sense of like finding myself without feeling like using different things as a crutch, whether that be spirituality, whether that be food, whether that be, you know, a self-help, whatever correct. that is. Yeah. 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 So I liked that part of a part of the quote. Damn. I know that really, that really came for me. Um, okay. So my next suggestion is pretty light. Uh, it just was, if you guys are in a rut, like I talked about before, um, this book was so sweet. I don't think it's young adult, but it could easily be. Uh, and the book is called The Reading List by Sarah oh my gosh. Adams. Sh- what? Wait, 
I think I'm reading that right now. No, are you being serious? No, I like on a audible, but I think I just started Like, I didn't know that you were reading it, but someone (gasps) suggested it at a dinner party. and was like, I "I think this is like such a good, it's so good. You guys don't be alarmed by if you read, um, like the premise and you're like, that doesn't sound good. Cause the, the premise is it's a book about books. And you're like, that sounds like an English assignment. No, thank you. Meta. Um, (laughs) yeah, but it is not, you guys, it's so, so good. It reads like YA. So it reads, it's very quick. It's very easy to get into. Again, I remember where I was when I finished the last book. I was ironically in the library. It it bed, embeds the love of a library within this woman's story. And the premise is that there's this old man who his wife dies of cancer. And so to connect to his granddaughter, he wants to start reading and she's a big bookworm. So he, he goes to the library and behind the counter is this angsty teen. Who's just there for her summer job. And she's like, has an attitude and doesn't read. And she finds a reading list in a book. And so when he asks her, what should I read? Like I'm new, he feels new in his footing in the library. She's like, um, I guess you could read To Kill a Mockingbird. And so she starts giving him the books on this list that she found in one of the books. And as she gives him a book, she also reads it beforehand. So they bond over the book that they read and then it kind of goes into their personal stories. And it's so beautifully read. It's or it's so beautifully written. It's this author's first book. So I wrote that it's an incredible debut and it was, it's worth a read. If you guys are in a rut and you don't really know, I would say it's partly romance, but it's just, it's a beautiful story. I was crying. So it I is will great. say, I will say this for listening to it on, this is so funny because Angela and I did not even like link up on this, that I knew that we had similar books on here, but it wasn't even on my list yet. Cause I haven't gotten far enough to suggest it. But if you are an audible person, just be forewarned. I'm listening to it on audible and I listen to it like while I'm at the gym or whatever. And (laughs) the, one of the characters is this Indian man, but I think it's a non-Indian man who was trying to do an Indian accent Mm. for that half. (laughs) I know. And it's a good accent, but it's a little like distracting. And so I don't know. I'm very picky about that. Like I have to get a sample of books and everything before I listen to them because it can, the narration can be either a beautiful addition or kind of distracting from the story. And yeah, I would I'd say really, in this case, yeah, I would print. want to read in my own voice. Yes. Yeah. Like I would want it, it also in the actual print form alternates between different people's POV, which for me audible is like hard for me, even though there's different voice actors or different characters or different voices they use for each character. So this one, if you have the option, I would get it in print or at least on your, on your Kindle or whatever. But yeah, I wasn't even planning on talking about that one today, but it just really kickstarted a love of reading for me again. And it just reminds me of how books can bring people together. It's so sweet. You guys, it's, it's just really, it's a work, it's worth it. And it's, it's quick. So It'll make you feel productive in that way where you're just like, wow, I knocked that one out. <laughs> I will say like in the first, I think it's like the first chapter of the book where it talks about, you know, where his wife has died, but they found the books in her room of, mm-hmm. and something just really like warmed my heart. So unexpectedly, just about that sentence, they didn't go into it at all. They were just yeah. like, oh, these books that she treasured. And I was just thinking about how, like when my grandfather died of how, much what you read represents who you are. It was just, there's something so special about 
who you are as a person being built on all the different things that you read. And it mm-hmm. be like these mm-hmm. stories become part of who you are and represent who you are. And- so beautiful. Even in the book, he talks about also there's a very like loving writing about grief and navigating his grief of his wife that he lost um, that I found really beautiful and really smart and very realistic. Um, and there's some reveals as you go on, but I thought that was so sweet because he talks about, he's like, why didn't I ask her what she read when she was here? Like, I wish I knew he, he's desperate to know that part of her and Mm. unlock this like idea of like, what was she reading? And so when he finds one of the books, this is in one of the first chapters, he finds one of the books within her stuff. And so he reads it to feel close to her and, oh, it's just, it's beautiful. You guys, it's, it's worth a read. So the reading list, um, and it's by Sarah Nisha Adams. So, okay, love. And that makes me excited to read the rest of it. I'm shocked week. out of all the books that you're reading the one I finished because I didn't even tell you that. And no, you really didn't. Yeah, I, I truly, I was sitting at um, a table at, we had a solstice dinner with some of the Houston girls and they were talking about it at the table. Several girls had read it and they were like, it's a really good book to get you back into reading if you've taken a break I agree um also just as like a fun aside Kindle has a block about Goodreads she's not on there she's not interested Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so (laughs) it's funny because I know what my friends are reading because I'm friends with them on Goodreads but Kindle's like elusive you never know what she's reading because she's not on there so and I say that because she couldn't have seen that I was reading the reading list on Goodreads so yeah I don't do Goodreads because it makes me (laughs) overwhelmed of all the things that I'm missing like it makes me feel um, <laughs> panicky. Like, oh my gosh, there's all these books to read. Like, I just had to focus on what's in front of me and then hope that the breadcrumbs of someone's suggestion will like lead me to the next good you book. Would, like, I don't you'd be stressed know what out. to say. My want to read list. I would list, be stressed out. Yeah, my to be, you want to guess how many books are on my want to read list? I can't imagine because I feel like you plow through like 30 books so a year anyway. On my on my list of wanting to read, I have 1100 books on there. No, I'm out. And obviously see, in this lifetime, like, why but, would that not stress me out? Oh no. See, I get so excited. I'm like, what am I going to pick up next? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if anyone cares, I have a goal of reading 52. So one a week and I'm on 36 for the year. So okay, see, we behind. are, we are in different camps. Like mine is, I'm so proud of myself for even having a reading list of like, here are a few books that I would suggest because I just don't. This is a shame-free I, place. Like n- most people oh, don't read. I don't feel so shame. I, totally I just, I, w- I just want to like set the tone that when we're giving book suggestions, like Angela, you know, this is anomaly. like her bread and butter. Yeah. Mine is like, I get you if you have a book that's been, you know, sitting on your bedside table for a month and you've gotten halfway through. Like yes. that's kind of my vibe. Uh, what else do you got on your list? Okay. So the next one, I told you about this one as well, but this one, okay. This may be a little niche just because I have been following this story for so long, but, uh, liking myself back. That one's on my list too. JC Dupree. Oh, that you read, like it's on your list. You're going to talk about. Yeah. Because we both read it and I thought it'd be easy because we both read it. (laughs) Okay. Well then let's like co co mingle on this one, but I really liked it. So I told Angela about it after I read it. Um, and I really liked it because this is damsel and Dior. If you, you know, now she changed her handle to just JC Dupree, but 
she was someone who's kind of an OG um, fashion blogger, but with a very humble upbringing, like someone who grew up on a farm um, in Texas and then kind of worked her way into the fashion industry. And so it's, I've liked following her journey, her and her husband, like flip houses. There's a lot of things that I find kindred in, you know, the things she's interested in. But what I loved about it, this is the first book she's written. And one of the reasons I loved following her all along was her writing, like even more than her fashion or her hobbies or whatever, not expecting the depth in which the book went. And I think that why I loved it so much was this in the age that we're in, uh, where we're kind of watching people online and just kind of deducting bits and pieces from people's stories that we don't actually know the whole story of. I think reading that book was a really good reminder to me. You never know what's going on. I was really impressed by how big of a person that she is in a, what some would call maybe a superficial, you know, space, but making it very honest and uh, kind of giving a behind the scenes look and not trying to posture as anything. And also kind of explaining coming back to her own like priorities with things. Yeah, it is a quick read and I came in blind. Kendall has been following her and knew more about her history, but I like that I didn't. So I can talk to you guys about somebody that never, I didn't even know who she was. I didn't know what Damsel and Dior was. I'm not in the fashion world. I wasn't following her on socials, but I, I really, really liked the book and I felt really connected to her. What I loved about it most is I don't think you needed any history of, of her to enjoy. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think you even need to love fashion or love blogging or love social media. I think she does a great job of talking about how that was her job that was and is her job and she was a hustler like she was scrappy she got to she worked hard to work her way up and it was really important to her but what I really loved was she illuminated that chasing her career was breaking her marriage down and she's not shy to talk about that Um, because I don't think we get that side often where it's talked Mm -hmm. about like you can be chasing your dream as your career and your marriage could be completely in shambles and she is really honest about that and I feel like she does a good job of she doesn't paint herself in a bad light but she also doesn't always paint herself in a good light like she's really honest about how she was they've worked through it and it's a beautiful story and the way that she knew that having kids would impact her career. And I, I think she just did an amazing job of talking about how the fashion industry is and the holes and weaknesses there and the toxicity, but also how beautiful her life was crafted because of it. And, and so she, I thought it was a great read. It was called Liking Myself Back. And I think too, Angela and I had talked about this even in a different podcast, but uh, kind of this idea of when you are, a woman, I mean, or a man, really anyone who's like chasing after their dreams. Um, it can be easy to latch on to like, Hey, this is where I want to go. And that's such a beautiful thing. But Angela and I talked about how careful you have to be in kind of what you're manifesting and make sure that your priorities have a space in that dream. Because I think that, you know, for her where she was like, okay, I want to get here. And she did all of the steps and it was so admirable how she got to where she wanted. But in her manifestation of that, she like forgot like, oh, right. I need my husband beside me in that. Like, I can't just succeed in my dreams and think that my family life is going to stay together if that's not something that I planned in. It's not like she planned 
to not let him in, you know, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. just, and so, you know, I've had uh, seasons like that in my marriage where I had to be really careful about that, where I'm like, okay, so I'm going to like have this conference or I'm going to like do this thing. And, and it, they're all very beautiful goals, but almost in that you need to be like, okay, I have <laughs> this conference, let's say, and my husband and I have date night on the, you know, every Wednesday and we're connecting in this way as I'm building it. And like, I'm connected to my son and like, you almost need to build in whatever. And you know, that's for me family, but that could be like your own family or your own priorities in other ways. Like they need to be able to fit into your game plan or they'll accidentally be left. And you're like, wait, I got the thing that I wanted that I lost the things that are the most important to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so I thought that that was a really good story of that, of her kind of putting on the brakes and being able to redeem um, something that had been like broken by accident. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I loved it. Um, that And I'm glad that we read something together. That's something I would suggest. If you guys are like trying to get back into reading, um, I feel like it's fun to read something at the same time as someone, uh, like an informal book club. So that can also help a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a group, just as a side note, there's a group uh, at my church called Mops, which I found out is like all over the nation, but I didn't know that. But anyways, but it's like mothers of preschoolers. And it's just like a crew of women who have kids around the same age so that you can kind of connect on, okay, I I get what you're going through kind of thing. But anyway, one of the uh, subjects that they went through was how hard it is to make friends um, when you have young kids and just to find the time for that. And that was actually one of the things that it suggested um, is if you have a really busy schedule and you're like, I'm feeling really lonely and like disconnected from people because I don't feel like I have the time to, you know, give that to someone reading a book with someone is such a good way to keep a friendship alive. I mean, honestly, we talked about this before, but Angela and I started this podcast from reading a book together. Oh, and then we have, what is that book club that's on Facebook that we're both in? I think it's, it's not called, a book club, but like, yeah, it's book recommendations. It's a spinoff of the toaster group. Uh, if you guys follow the morning toast, it's called today's booked book club. Okay. And so, yeah, that, so one's that great. might be something where, cause so not that it's an actual book club, but there's women. If you, if this is kind of your jam, like maybe you're just like, Hey, listen, I listen to this podcast episode so I could just like pick a book or two. But if this is something, if you're an Angela style reader and you're like, I plow through these, then that might different, um, Facebook groups are really good to get into, to just hear recommendations from other people and, and see people's conversations about them. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That, but we'll put this in the show notes, but it's called today is booked and that's a great, great group. Okay, cool. cool. Rock and roll. Well, well, yeah. Well, we hope we like just gave you a little, just some bites so that you can see if any of this interests you. We'll put the links to these in the show notes. So you can just like click on it and it'll go to Amazon or whatever, but, um, and let us know, you can message us. If you read any of these books and you're like, I ha- I have to talk to someone about this. We always love a good read chat. So anyway, and if you have any suggestions, you've read something that you think would be amazing message us about that too, because we can, you know, either read it or add it to a different list for people. So, uh, but we hope you have an amazing day. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks team. Bye. See you.